Dear listener, we agree that it would be frightfully irresponsible of us to begin this audio transmission without a word of caution. The following instalment, and several of those that follow, will contain content so shocking that only the bravest of you will make it to the conclusion. Please ensure that you are sitting comfortably, and preferably not listening alone. Please also ensure that whatever telecommunications device you are using is placed securely, and that you won't drop it or knock it over. And prepare. You will be shocked, you will be intrigued, and most importantly, you will be entertained. Well, perhaps if you are brave enough. Let us now commence with today's presentation. Join us, won't you, as we watch Dracula. I am Dracula. A moment ago, I stumbled upon a most amazing phenomenon. Something so incredible, I mistrust my own judgment. Look. Dracula. The very mention of the name brings to mind things so evil, so fantastic, so degrading. You wonder if it isn't all a dream, a nightmare. Rats, rats, thousands, millions of them. But no, this is no dream. This is Dracula, the original terrifying story of a maniac and a man who lived after death, lived on human blood, took the form of a vampire bat and lured innocent girls to a fate truly worse than death. Dracula? Oh, what, what's he done to you, dear? Tell me. He came to me. He opened a thing in his arms, and he made me drink. Nineteen thirty-one Dracula. This is the last of our Halloween month, and what a month it's been. For just for context, dear Lister, I feel like you won't know this, but we know this. We've had we've had like a couple of like it's been like a couple of weeks since the last time we've recorded anything, and getting back into the flow of this is very weird. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's very hard. So bear with us today as we um as we ramble through this. Um, this is. The last of our classic horror films for October as part of our spoopy month. Um, we've been looking at a whole bunch of films, a whole bunch, four, four <laughs> films from the IMDb list of the supposed greatest classic horror films uh, made. And we're on to Dracula today. Did you hear the supposed? That was so shady. Well, I mean, I kind of, it, it's, it's as voted by the fans. What do the fans know? Not much, you know. <laughs> um, so I was quite looking forward to seeing this one. I hadn't seen it before. I'd seen, there were clips from it. Again, there was bits of it that I recognized. Uh, a lot of um, 
quite iconic scenes throughout that are well known. Uh, but I hadn't actually seen the film before and I was very much looking forward to seeing it. Did it hold up to my expectations? Well, I guess we'll find out. Did it hold up to Sam's expectations? Well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> That's the point in this podcast, I guess. Yeah, like, welcome to the podcast where we talk at you and you listen. Um, and, uh, yeah, so. So, how we watched it is important. It is mm. very important. Because I watched it in two different ways. Um, okay. Because I started, so I, I, we found a link on archive, on the internet archive. And that one was actually the better option <laughs> than oh, the Amazon <laughs> one. So I also rented the old one on Amazon because I thought, you know, maybe it'll help to have it as enhanced as possible. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. <laughs> Were you wrong? <laughs> Yes, well, the picture was enhanced on on Dracula on Amazon, but there was no soundtrack. So the one on the Internet Archive has been soundtracked by someone, and Mm. my God, does it make a difference when when you come to watching it. I got bored very quickly. This film's only an hour and ten minutes, but see, when you don't have music in the background, you feel every second tick by slowly. Oh dear, what a shame. And there's also like an audio fuzzy noise, and I you get kind of glimpses of that in the one Callum watched. Yeah. But oh, it's deafening. It's like having a tinnitus, but like times five, just blasting in your ears. Is it just a case of um, the recordings not being very well preserved, or is it a part of the way it's been displayed by Amazon? No, I think it's the recording because it was the same one in the one we watched. I think it's just uh, mm. that's just what happens when they don't preserve and archive things properly which is why it's done better now like with old film it does decay very quickly if you don't look after it and i know there's multiple copies but i don't even know how you managed to keep sound crisp but they didn't (laughs) they didn't is the answer and the lack of music really does highlight how bad it is i just just on the subject of sounds then since you've brought it up did you find it as difficult as i did to understand some of what was being said at certain points Oh yeah, 100%. I, I wished that there were subtitles. The the voices sounded like they were talking through their sleeves or something. Like They just sounded like very muffled and fuzzy. And yeah, it, it is a problem of a lot of films of that age. It's, it's not unique to this, but it, it was quite difficult to, to work out what people were saying at different points. And it was the way they were talking too, though. It wasn't even like down to the equipment. It's the way they were sometimes... It's like people didn't have the, like, we need to have this film accent down yet. They didn't mm. know to speak slower. So there's a teenage girl at the beginning and she's just like... I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> like, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. No, you're not wrong. Um, I I find that usually, especially when you've got crowd scenes... Where there's like quite, not so much in this, but uh, I'm thinking uh, The Wizard of Oz, funnily enough, is a good example. Uh, Towards the end, when you've got the crowd yelling at people as they're getting into the hot air balloon. And it's kind of just this rabble noise, but it's it's different to a crowd scene now in the sense that like, it just all blurs into this kind of weird white noisy kind of sounding thing. That's not quite right. I I don't know how to explain it, but it doesn't sound right it just sounds like a mess like it's a muddly muddy mess um and you find that with 
a lot of these older films and it is it's just it's just very unfortunate and in some ways like i quite like i quite like hearing a lot of like the the popping like effects that you get like with like like almost like vinyl-esque like it's very warm in some ways it's a nice aesthetic if you use it if you apply it modernly which is stupid so like that vinyl effect that I've put on our intro is good because I can mute it. I can control how loud it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a thing. Whereas with these, it's actually just, you know, the technology failing. So It's just embedded into yeah, the thing. So sometimes yeah. it's worse, sometimes it's better. It's just a luck as to how good it is. So I think actually these kind of film pops <clears throat> and stuff are better if they're artificially applied. Yeah, that's fair. Than the authentic thing, just because like watching it, the rented version on Amazon was unbearable. Like I could, I like Callum said, right? We shouldn't record today. I'm like, oh, cool. I can stop trying to watch this. And then by the time I got back to it, the the, the rental period had ended, and I was like, well, that was stupid of me to not just keep watching it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> come on. Um, but that oh. actually worked out well because having that soundtrack covered some of that noise, and it was just, it was, and it also, I think what this has shown for me is how important soundtrack is in film for conveying a mood and just filling the silence mm-hmm. because it was just fucking boring because they were talking about how um oh don't go to the castle but it's like there's no tension at all because they just stood there in silence and there was points where um what's the point where uh yeah you re-hypnotized the first guy whatever his name Mm. is i forget already um was that renfield yeah yeah they was doing talking to him and stuff there was just no tension at all they were just creeping toward each other silently and it was just well there's just nothing here to set the mood yeah I agree. I mean, I, I I only watched it with the soundtrack, but to be fair, I don't think I would have enjoyed the soundtrack-less version. However, uh, the one I watched was quite low quality visually, and I, I wonder if Am- the Amazon version was much better for that. It was, um yeah, it was a lot less QB. Like, it was very yeah. QB, um, <laughs> the archive one, but uh, actually, honestly, you're better, I think, Again, this has shown how important soundtrack is. I would rather listen to a better soundtrack than have better visuals for that because I think the visuals are already kind of toast. <laughs> You're getting what you you got. It's from 1931. You know, there's no way it's going to look stunning. No, it's almost 90 years old. So yeah, you may as well. Yeah. I would just go straight for the for the better soundtrack version. There's something to be said for the fact that you know you're lucky it exists at all. Like, there's so many lost films out there that, you know, you're lucky this is still present in some way. So just fucking enjoy it. Or try to. If you can. Or try (laughs) to. Yeah. And with that, I think we've probably, (laughs) again, once again, killed the suspense for the episode and and given away our thoughts somewhat on the conclusion. But we may as well just jump in a little bit just now. I I think it's safe to say we were both a bit disappointed with this one overall. Yeah. Well, do you know what, though? Like... Uh, there are some really good points to it you know there's there's like Bella Lugosi throughout mm. it was brilliant like you reminded me of the Count from Sesame Street <laughs> the accent was that his natural accent? I wouldn't have thought so but I would also would have thought like the Count is probably inspired by him rather than the other way around yeah I know <laughs> yeah. I know just, that just, but just, 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 just making that sure that. Our, just making sure for also for our more simple listeners like you know <laughs> just helping them keep up I know what you're like watching you so um no he was hungarian apparently all right yeah so it is it's like a very hammy kind of traditional like 
um, I want to suck your blood. Like it's very hammy. <laughs> was like, that a Simpsons impression? It was, <laughs> yeah. But like that's that it's that's not that far off. No. You know, like it's that's what this is. Like, and that's that's the era we're talking about here. And like even him, like there when he's having like a normal conversation with people, it's still very like, um, like that. Like you can tell it's not a real accent. Like even people from Romania and and that part of the world don't actually sound like that it's not that lyrical if you know what i mean like it's just i wish they did i yeah like it's it's just a bit over the top and i guess they kind of need that at the time to help convey emotion a little bit more but it yeah i was so for it like i i think his accent was actually the thing I, one of the things i enjoyed most of that and his blank stare which they loved yeah, like I, do, I don't say any of that as a critique. I actually, I quite enjoy it for what it is as well. But I think for better or worse, it is something that dates it. Like, I mean, as if the visuals don't date it as well, but like that definitely, you wouldn't get a vampire today who talks in that way. No, because Twilight ruined everything fun. That's not true. The Count still exists. Yeah, but I mean, he's a product of what, the 50s? The sixties, Sesame Street started. I don't know. Like that. That's when that's from. Like it's not like like the counts from again that further back time period. Uh, was the camp was the count being made now? I don't think he would sound like that. Boo. I don't know. I feel like if like, Sesame Street count is a parody, so I think you would have to do it. It's nineteen sixty nine yeah. Sesame Street, by the way, listeners. Not the oh, okay. fifties. Almost Callum the seventies. Callum was very wrong. But like, what's new? So, <laughs> what's new? I'm usually this isn't an educational podcast. If you want that, go listen to I don't know, fucking anything else. Basically, <laughs> not willing to name drop anyone because we don't know We're anyone not, educational. No, can't think of anyone. So uh, don't. Why not just stay here instead? Um, yeah. Shall we just quickly? I say quickly as if as if we can rush through this. Shall we jump into the plot then and just yeah, start let's just hop right into it? Hopping, hopping our way in. So Renfield's our solicitor who's traveling to meet Count Dracula in Transylvania on a business matter. Uh, we we see him encountered local villagers who are all like comically terrified of the thought of going up to this castle. Um, I I love the, uh, one of the women down there. Does she not give him a cross or something? Yeah, yeah and, they, and they all keep crossing. You know the, the thing you do with your hands. They do the Catholic, the Catholic, yeah, yeah Hail Mary type stuff, and just all oh, like they're very like religious and and scared. It's funny because this big castle is looming over them at all times, so they don't really get a chance to escape. I know. Like, would you not just would, move? Would part of your plan not be to move. Yeah, yeah just everyone like, move. Like we're just oh we don't go out at night and like his his horse driver his horse driver his carriage <laughs> driver is like um everyone including like you know on whether on the coach or in the village or whatever they're all like oh you shouldn't go up there at night and he's just like oh but I must go and it's just like well I don't know why you need to be there at bloody near enough midnight but yeah. okay but see if I went to a place right if I went to any see Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. And I was going to go visit a creepy mansion, and everyone in the city was like, mm, "I wouldn't go there. I'd probably not go there." To be yeah, honest, if, if enough people are saying it, you start thinking, hmm, mm. "There's something <laughs> to this." I mean, what what do the like what do the what do the like peasants have to gain by you not going? Like nothing. Yeah. Like, they don't gain anything from that. So it's like, what do the locals know? I know yeah, better. Exactly. I'm traveling solicitor. Exactly. Like big brain solicitor. <laughs> 
Uh, so he goes and on the way up, he looks out and instead of there being a driver, there's just a bat leading the horses. I love the bat. And like, you could, oh, the bats are so cute. They're obviously on a string and just like dangling and bouncing around. It's, it's yeah, recurring feature throughout this film. It's, yeah, it's the best effect, practical effect I've ever seen in a film. Yeah, he uh, he gets off the carriage and is just like, oh, my bags have gone, but doesn't really question it too much. He just he's just like makes a comment and then he, he goes in the doors and everything's a bit ruined. Like the castle's not exactly in the best shape, uh, especially at ground level. Uh, but he goes in and there's Count Dracula, who he does not realize is a vampire. No, but apparently, according to Wikipedia, he is charming, like eccentric. Oh, well, yes. Um... I didn't take him to be eccentric. I just took him to be plain weird, honestly. I didn't take him to be charming either. No. Well, yeah, you're not wrong. Like, he's just... He's just a bit of a weirdo. It's almost like, um... You know what it reminds me of? It's like when Mr. Bean tries to imitate something. <laughs> like, like when Mr. Bean's trying to be charming. That's what Dracula's kind of like in this. It's kind of like a, a... A parody of... That... It feels a bit like that to me. Or even Johnny English. It's just Rowan Atkinson, basically. Like, Rowan Atkinson playing that kind of character, but also trying to be charming at the same time. Like, it's it feels like that. Like, it doesn't quite hit the mark, and it just kind of comes off as odd and kind of funny in its own way, and it's not meant to be. Like, it's just... Yeah. No, try that without any soundtrack. It's even worse. Oh <laughs> gosh. Because you don't know how you're meant to feel. You're like, um, okay. But it's just yeah. him in his big cape and his steery eyes. Yeah. Um, so he's going to lease Carfax Abbey in England uh, and they intend to travel there the next day. Um, and there's this weird bit where like Dracula's wives appear briefly. I thought there was going to be a bigger part for them in this film. Yeah. Like I, I thought, oh, right, this is actually quite cool. So we've got the three brides of Dracula and we've got Dracula. And they're barely fucking in this. Are they a big part of, like, I'm, I'm a bit ignorant are they a big part of dracula canon his multiple wives i I think they're quite a big part of the lore like in other things i've seen um i've seen this is like not big brain intellectual stuff but the van helsing that was hugh jackman and was it i can't remember her name was it catherine Catherine Zeta-Jones. Was it Catherine Zeta-Jones? I don't know. Maybe not. Um, Hugh Jackman, I'm pretty sure, is Van Helsing anyway. That's got Dracula and the Free Wives in it. And they the Free Wives are quite cool in that. I think they play a pretty big role. Actually, Frankenstein's in that. And uh, so is uh, Werewolf. Uh, that's quite a interesting film, that one. Um, I don't mind that one. I think it gets quite a lot of hate, but I actually think it's quite good fun. But I'm, I'm willing to die alone on that hill. Catherine Zeta-Jones isn't in it. But who is it? What's her name? Katie Beckinsale. Ugh, who knows? Who I don't who, know who, who that, that is. I've actually who not, um, to be honest, watched that. That's really. I think it's worth a watch. Like it's it's not aged amazingly, but like I I actually think it's quite a good film. But then I am alone in that. I'm well aware. So send your yeah. hate mail to me. I don't uh, think I'll... that's true. I think people. It won lots of awards, and Alan Silvestri did the soundtrack, so it can't be that bad. But has got the worst male fake accent award as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I can, yeah, I can believe that. 
yeah, it probably deserves that. <laughs> um, although having said that, I suspect that that this Dracula also would deserve that award. Oh, as well. I love his little hammy accent. I know, but like, it's not good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it might actually be his Hungarian accent. Like, well, what if that's his actual voice? I don't know. I'm like, I'm just like fix your accent. Like, what's going on? And he's just like, this is how I talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. So. The wives, uh, Renfield faints as like a bat appears at his window and the wives kind of close in on him. But then Dracula is like, nah, fuck off bitches and goes in and gets Renfield himself. And then the next thing we know, they're on a boat and um, they're heading towards England and Dracula's in a coffin beneath the show, the the show, beneath the ship's deck. And uh, Renfield, who is now a vampire as well uh, is discovered to be the only living person when the ship arrives because he's killed the rest of the, the crew basically. Yeah that one's a weird one because it's like you see the top of the boat and you're in a storm right but it doesn't mm-hmm. look like it's connected to the film it looks like we've accidentally cut to like Deadliest Catch or something <laughs> it, do- it doesn't look like it's part of the same thing and then you've like he- I will say the guy who plays Renfield actually does do a really good job of coming off as crazy Yeah, his eyes are like nuts yeah he is i think he's probably my favorite actor throughout this i I think he's probably my favorite character and favorite portrayal of anything throughout this um i think you would get uh so much trouble for that yeah probably because bella goes he's like big right i know i know you don't like um, his uh, (laughs) his accent i i like that he's iconic and i appreciate like his whole career as a horror icon and everything but I like that you're <laughs> iconic. I, I appreciate that you're iconic <laughs> and our hang, but uh, whatever. But your accent um, is just not good. <laughs> but like, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, send your hate mail at me, and they go to England and at the London Theatre, where where we are suddenly now. Dracula meets is it Seaward? And he introduces himself to his daughter, Mina. Seaward. Seaward. I thought you were saying (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, you're, I don't know. I was like, why is he suddenly insulting someone? He meets (laughs) He meets face and his daughter, Mina, and her fiance, John, and her friend. I like the way they all do their introductions. They're like, oh, how do you do? I'm Dracula. (laughs) Like, and, uh. He's just like, Bleh. it's good fun, uh, <laughs> except it's not really. It's kind of boring. Like it's 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 another one of these scenes that's kind of like. There's obviously some kind of plot that's trying to be forced in here, and for a vampire film, there's an awful lot of like, or rather, there's an awful lack of maiming going on. Like, <laughs> I I feel like we don't necessarily have a whole bunch of rules about where dracula can or can't be seen in public like i mean for example just the ship thing traveling over okay so dracula's hiding in a coffin but this one guy took out an entire crew by himself could dracula not have helped and if he could why does he need to hide the whole time yeah that does make sense um and, yeah and so if he is this like and but and but he can also just go to the theater and interact with people on a, on a normal basis and you know if this is about taking over a cathedral or an abbey rather um 
could he not? I don't know. Like, I, I don't feel like the plot's particularly strong, honestly. Yeah, the only reason, though, like, I bought that Renfield was supposedly a vampire. Like, I wouldn't have thought that Renfield was a van- vampire unless he like, kept begging for, like, blood, like, live creatures. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have thought he was just, like, a hypnotized servant. I wouldn't have thought. Because yeah. he doesn't really show any vampire tendencies like none of them have fangs or anything no. they don't even try to do that which is weird to me because there's a point later i'm skipping him where they zoom into his face when he's about to bite someone and mm. like he just looks like he's grimacing it's more like a pumpkin than a vampire because he doesn't <laughs> have any fangs so i'm like well i wouldn't have zoomed into that if you don't have the fangs and surely fangs are a thing you could do in the 30s just sticking some fucking white paper even yeah you would think wouldn't you just something anything instead we have him grimacing towards someone's neck and i'm like well you could have just not put that in you could have cut out an extra minute because for all that it's really short it feels super long yeah it does i i did i have to say of all of the films we've watched so far this is the one that seemed to go on longest for me there was a point where towards the end i was like how much how much is left and there was still like fucking 25 minutes left and i was like oh, that's not even the know. end that's the middle i'm <laughs> the middle yeah. you really like, i've had enough of this yeah pretty much um so yeah um lucy uh is also another uh is a family friend of mina and john and but she's fascinated by count dracula i love the conversation that her and mina have in her like room it's it's such a like 1930s like i don't know what it is it's just portrayal of what they think single women talk about she's i like how like, they oh. mocked him as well though i know like i'm fascinated by this count dracula um and uh mina does the whole oh i can't remember if she's like oh you love him or whatever but she's <laughs> yes. just like she's not like oh you can go and have that castle that empty empty castle yeah like oh okay um and uh dracula that night goes into her room takes all her blood and then she dies after a whole bunch of failed blood transfusions but it's not exactly clear that that's what's happened no and more than that, no one seems to care she's dead. Like, <laughs> no, because it's not Mina. Like, she's just a friend. It's fine. Mi- Mina's, Mina doesn't really seem to be overly emotional about it. In fact, I'm not even sure Mina <laughs> references it after this. I don't remember her talking about it or anything. Just just like, where's Lucy? Like, I don't know. Like, she's in the fucking morgue. But, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's a problem with the film, though. Like, that's, I think, why I didn't like it as much as I thought I would have. Because, one it doesn't seem coherent like there's points where i don't know why this thing's happened or where we are like i keep losing track of what's happening because they just Hmm. allude to a lot of stuff and then wikipedia states this thing's happened but i'm like did Hmm. it happen no because i don't remember blood transfusions do you remember blood transfusions i i remember like so it takes yes i do but it's it's not portrayed very well like it takes place at like one of these old-timey kind of um, surgeries where you've got people all around you looking down at it oh. happening. Like a school, like a university yeah. uh, whatever type situation. And she's on the table when there's people watching, but they're just the doctor's just like, there's not much we can do, we've tried, and that's it. But it wasn't very clear, honestly. So I I wasn't even 100% sure it was her when it was happening. I, 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 I For a little while after, I was thinking, oh, she's going to come back as a vampire, but she wasn't because that was her dead. It just, it doesn't explain it very well, I didn't think, so. No. Um, yeah. It's really, it's just, it's hard to orient yourself throughout it because he can only come out at night, right? But it's like, you can't even really tell where in the day you are or what day's passed or why yeah. you're suddenly here, why you're in this 
this uh, theater and why you're in this house and why he's there because why is he there um, yeah it just well, doesn't make sense he? yeah well why no. yeah why fix it for the one that has you know the guy that can defeat you there why not just go for someone else yeah yeah great, great questions um so back to renfield as we said he's obsessed with eating flies and spiders oh he's an asylum did we say that oh well oh, he san is. sanatorium wherever. a sanatorium and um we have professor van helsing here who again like i don't know if if you know your your this kind of lore is a name that pops up throughout different i know him from an anime and it's very different to this so yeah he the, the van helsing portrayal in this is well van helsing in the van helsing the hugh jackman one he's a bit more like action oriented he has a fucking like matrix long black cloak and he has like a a spinning like xena blade that you know how xena used to have her chakra thing yeah that she like it's like a spin flying frisbee that comes back to you he's got one of those and like he's a bit more action oriented whereas van helsing here he's just like a kind of I was going to say bumbling old like professor, but he's not even bumbling. He's very knowledgeable and c gets everything right like instantly, and it's quite frustrating actually. It's like, actually. It's it's just not uh, an endearing character trait always being right, except when I do it, which is adorable. But like, it's it's other than that, it's kind of not really in this. And like, he's fine, and he is an important character for for this. But I don't think it's very well written, honestly. Um, he takes Ranfield's blood and discovers the obsession with all these things. And so for he then takes the leap to start talking about vampires and stuff. And it's just like, if this wasn't a film about vampires, you would sound fucking nuts. Like he just brings it out of thin air. He's just like, oh, it must be the vampires. It's just like, well, you know... I don't explain I don't... why he knows so much about them either, though. It's like, why yeah. does this man somehow know about them? And why, if he knows there's one there, is he not doing anything? Yeah, it, and not, yeah pretty much. Um, uh, he starts uh, going off about these anyway, and Renfield begs Seawood to send him away because he's like, oh, well, maybe my nightly cries will uh, disturb Mina's dreams. Uh, and then Dracula starts communicating with Renfield as a howling wolf. Yeah, but why? Is that a thing I don't understand either? Because I was like, oh, right, what? <laughs> there's werewolves here and then there's no werewolves. It's just him. Yeah, and they're not even werewolves. They're just regular wolves. Yeah. Like, it's it's just, like, another way for him to transform. But, like, as we've seen, most people think Dracula's just a person, so why does he need to sneak around? Yeah. Like, they would just think, oh, Dracula's loitering like a creep, but they wouldn't think, oh, he's a vampire. No, instead they decide to draw attention of everyone by howling. Like, because yeah, everyone exactly. talks about, you know, the, the howling dogs. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. That keeps getting brought up or, you know, whatever, the flying bats flying into the rooms. <laughs> the and string stuff. bat. I love the string bat, though. Yeah, they're good fun. Um, So... Uh, Renfield is disturbed by Van Helsing's Wolfsbane. Uh, there's a whole big thing about how Wolfsbane is enough to scare like a, a vampire away. And so Van Helsing starts using it as protection for vampires and he starts to... Is this when he suggests that Mina should sleep with it as well? Um, I think he suggests that she should maybe sleep with it. I don't know. I can't remember. It doesn't work anyway. Dracula goes into her room and he bites her while she's sleeping. So Dracula then comes back for a visit, just pretending to be a normal guy the next morning. And Van Helsing and one of his colleagues start to notice that he doesn't have a reflection in the mirror. Uh, they use this by seeing the reflection of a its a cigarette cigar box or something, isn't it? That's, yeah, they open it. Open. Yeah. And um, he does this big dramatic flail away. Yeah, that yeah. thing, the thing, she, I think it was a necklace. 
They mm. gave uh, me. Oh, it was a cross, was it not? Yeah, because they're really yes. obsessed with the idea of jewelry protecting you from supernatural stuff in yeah. all these films. Yeah, I mean, it's the cross of Christ that's the the real thing that protects you there. But even then, like, I don't, I don't know, like the way that they react to things it's literally just ah like they're holding their hands up as if it's like a bright light being shone in their face yeah. as opposed to anything like it's a weird a weird kind of it's weird they don't like put a bright light on them because they can do it because they always put so whenever um dracula does his hypnotizing thing or when he's it's funny because he talks to people through like their mind um but but we don't hear what he's saying we just see people go react to what he's saying out loud um, and then at that point they shine light on his eyeballs and I'm like why don't you just do that when he's reacting instead yeah it's not a bad idea you know could do that instead but <laughs> nope no no such no such you just rely on this man's acting and it's questionable at best yes questionable acting will see us through um, that can be your tagline for the episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Van Helsing reveals to Dracula that he knows basically and Dracula ends up shattering the mirror before leaving just like breaking people's stuff and leaving but he like, also says oh ask to the other guy there he says ask him to explain why and it's like yeah. wait what what why are we playing like Chinese whispers just yeah like, it's like well why do you want him to reveal that you're a vampire so Van Helsing because he's big brain works out that Dracula's a vampire behind all the recent tragedies um, so Mina, meanwhile, has left her room and has gone to meet Dracula in the garden where he <laughs> attacks her again and the maid finds her. Like, it's like, okay, Mina, right? <laughs> um, and the news, the news, uh, the news uh, papers start reporting that there's a woman in white who's been luring children to the park and biting them. Uh, and Mina starts to think, oh, well, this woman's clearly loosely, loosely, Lucy, who's come back as a vampire. Um... And uh, Harker then wants to take Harker John John Harker wants to take uh, Mina back to London for safety, but she's con- he's convinced to leave her with Van Helsing, which sounds like the most stupid idea. Although having said this, she's already been attacked at the time, but like it's just the ease with which he's just all right, fine. Like, yeah, the the, the fiance here is just ridiculously yeah. stupid. Yeah. Um, Nurse Briggs is ordered to take care of Mina. And, uh, oh, it's her that's told to sleep with a wolf sprain around her neck. So just to protect herself. Um, Ryan failed again, still crazy, gets out of his cell and hears people talking about vampires. Uh, he gets before... out of his cell a lot, by the way. Like, yeah. this is the worst sanitarium ever because it's like, well, this guy doesn't seem able. Like, he's quite a physically small man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why are you letting him out? Great question. We have no answer. <laughs> no, he just he just appears out of nowhere. He does. Just like Dracula all the time. And I guess maybe he could be a bat as well, but they don't really portray him as being a great vampire. He's just mostly just uh, a servant. Yeah. Uh, not ideal. Um, so the attendant, before the attendant takes Renfield back to his cell, Renfield uh, talks to them about how Dracula convinced him to allow him to enter the sanatorium by promising thousands of rats. Because he's like, oh, really into rats. And it's like, well, it's bigger than spiders, isn't it? I guess. So more blood. Yeah. Um, doesn't ask for much. Dracula enters the parlor and talks with Van Helsing again. And warns that Mina now belongs to him. So he wants Van Helsing to return to his home country. He's basically saying, go back to where you came from. <laughs> uh, 
which is pretty fucking rich coming from Dracula. Uh, Van Helsing swears to excavate Carfax Abbey and destroy Dracula. Um, Dracula tries to hypnotize Van Helsing, but like he's just got too strong a will, so it doesn't work. Although we do get to see some brilliant like acting from Van Helsing at this point as yeah. he just clings on to his uh, sanity. Uh, before bringing a crucifix from his coat and then forcing Dracula to retreat once again. Um, John goes to see Mina back on the terrace and she starts speaking things he knows not to be true, like how much she loves knights and the fog and all that sort of stuff. And we see another bat on a string oh, I flying, love it. I love flying it. around them, making squeaky noises because we all know that bats squeak. <laughs> um, and then she attacks him but Van Helsing jumps in and saves the day. But then he gets mad at it. Yeah. But more than that, like, Mina's just then suddenly rats on Dracula. They all do that. Like, so, uh, what's his name? Renfield did that as well earlier. Like, yeah. they, they randomly go between doing whatever he says, and I guess they've been hypnotized into it. And, yeah. like, gleefully doing what he says, and then also grassing on him, because that's what they do. Yeah. And, like, she's... Like, she's just fine after that. Well, I said not yet, she's not, but she will be fine after that. And it's kind of like, I don't think so. Um, Dracula gets Biggs, Briggs, Briggs to remove the wolf's bane from Mina's neck and open the window. Mina neck, yes. (laughs) Um, And then Van Helsing and John Harker go to see Renfield heading for Carfax Abbey. They see Dracula with Mina in the Abbey and Harker shouts to Mina... Dracula thinks Redfield has led them there and he ends up killing him by pushing him down the stairs, pretty much. It's not... You know, the typical way to kill a vampire. It's not very dramatic. It's a bit silly. You don't... Yeah, it's kind of a bit... This is the point where you thought, like, maybe they'd, like, pull out all the stops, but it's the most lacklustre action scene I've ever seen. And I guess it's the 1930s. Kind of like our presentation for this episode. Yeah. Just a bit lackluster, just kind of, kind of, just getting for it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that was me watching the film, to be fair. Yeah. So they're getting an authentic experience of what exactly. it's like to watch this honestly and without the whole cloud of, oh, it's so classic, though. Worry not, listener. We're almost there. Just hang <laughs> with us. Um, Harker is, uh, he shouts to Mina, uh, and uh, yeah, Dracula kills your wee Renfield and uh, Dracula then gets hunted down by Van Helsing. Now, I thought this was a bit silly because we, so we've got the whole thing here about Dracula has to sleep by daylight, right, fine. But Dracula at this point knows that they're there. So why the fuck would he go, <laughs> he go to his nap. coffin? Yeah, like, oh, they'll never find me here. Oh, shit, they did. It's silly, yeah, because it's like, well, he's underground. So there's not really going to be any daylight there. So how would, you know, I don't, under, the, the the lore is not very clear here. Because it's like, it, the sun makes sense. Sure, he can't be out in the sun, but surely he can just like. Yeah. Stay indoors without any windows and I be don't fine. Know. I don't know. Because how, how is his vampire body meant to know when it's actually time to go to sleep? Like, surely he do- he's undead. Then they make him really underpowered. They actually make Renfield more powerful than him yeah, throughout this. Wildly so. Van Helsing makes a wooden stake while Harker starts searches for Vina. And then Van Helsing impales Dracula through the heart, killing him, and Mina returns to normal. The end. What a great film, basically. It's such a bummer. Like, the way Dracula's killed, you can't, you, you just hear him get killed. It's like, ugh. I really wanted to like this. I really did. 
And I thought it was off to a quasi-promising start, but it just it lost me quite early, honestly. Um, I actually quite like... Uh, okay, so it's hammy and silly, but I quite like when Renfield arrives and is talking to the villagers and stuff. I feel like it builds up some tension, and it just never really... It never really backs up any of the claims it, it puts out there in terms of, I suppose, the fear or whatever that's coming. And I don't think that's in terms of it just being an old film, so of course it's not going to be as scary. For me, it just... It just doesn't back up any of the promises it kind of makes going in, uh, really, is probably how I would put it. Um, I'd be curious to see, so this was based on a Broadway show where Lugosi actually played Dracula. Um, oh. On that show. I'd be curious to know <laughs> if it was better than this. Yeah. <clears throat> to be honest. Um, it just seems like such a strange... If it's like this on Broadway, it's like how? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no idea. You know what no, I mean? Sure. Like how? Yeah. How? I don't get it. I don't understand. And that part where I was like, it doesn't look very convincingly like it's part of that film. It's because mm. it's not. It's from a, f- a silent film called The Stormbreaker, mm. and they just outright just took some frames from it. Oh, okay. Right. Well, good, good filmmaking, guys. I mean, that's Hollywood's a bit lazy. That's you know pretty standard Hmm. yeah um so i suppose then uh where silly question again where do you stand in this how can you do you recommend this to people see i don't i don't know because it's it seems like such a shame to say no because it is like a big part of horror Hmm. history i guess um i really wish we'd watched this back like we have clearly and we did i knew when we read the list that we were doing a stupid Hmm. Because the list goes from one backwards, mm. and we started with well, one. We should have started with four. We do be dumb sometimes. We do. We do be a bit silly. Um, it just seems a shame to say no. But then I, I paid three pounds to watch this on Amazon, and it wasn't worth it on Amazon, to be honest, because the soundtrack made such a big difference on making it watchable. Mm. Um I would just watch it for free if you can find it. I think we found it pretty easy. And even then, I'm like, Ugh. see if there was like an event um, where they just played old horror films at a drive through and it was just fun. You're just there with your friends and you're just, you know, eating crap and watch it. You had the promise of Frankenstein after yeah. this. I would maybe say that, yeah, watch it then. But I don't know if it's worth to go out your way to watch it alone because it's not that good. <laughs> That's it. Mm. What about you? I think I'm possibly in a similar boat and I don't like the idea of just outright dismissing it because it is a part of film history and there are scenes in this that are iconic like bits where Dracula's face is lit in a certain way with the shadow and some intense light and stuff like that is iconic bits of film history there so it's probably worth seeing not as a film but just as a part of film history so that you can see you know what has inspired what's followed and and where there was some innovation there and and all that but as a film by itself i don't know that i can recommend it i think i think i recommend it on a historical kind of front like if you're if it's the sort of thing you've never seen before and you're going for all these classics then yes you probably should watch it among them but of itself it didn't do a huge amount for me and i don't say that with any joy like i'm i I feel quite bad that it didn't do anything for me, honestly. Yeah. Well, did you know that... Um. So the Amazon version had a bit of Swan Lake at the beginning. I recognised it. 
You didn't get to hear that part. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, so, again, stuff like that, just where you get to see weird parts. And again, seeing that silent film getting popped in. I don't even know if you can watch that silent film by itself. Because uh, lots of things were destroyed. Yeah. We see. And there's um, you get to see the downfall of, uh, what's her name? Helen Chandler. Because this is where she started to become a severe alcoholic. Oh, wow. What a shame. Um, she hates this role. Apparently she wanted to be Alice Oh. in Alice in Wonderland. Instead, she played this one and it was her biggest role ever, but she hates it. Oh, what a shame. Well, she hated it. I hardly doubt she's still alive. <laughs> she actually died in a really horrific way. Well, she didn't die in a horrific way. She had a house fire and became disfigured and then that was her, the end of her career. Goodness. Um. Yeah. Pretty tragic story for her. I mean, lots of people in this film seem to dislike it, actually. Which I kind of, I don't, it's not like it was that, it's not that bad. No. For the time, I guess. I've seen worse. I've definitely seen worse films. And again, if you if you give it the the pass of its time and all that sort of thing, it's, it's fine. But anything else you think worth adding? I think the biggest feeling of this one is how boring it is for a vampire film. Yeah, that's it. We're just, we're just, yeah. We were so impressed by, because Frankenstein was made by the same group of people. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, It was just, you know, how cool they did the part where someone got hung. And yeah. how he murdered people and the fire. And we were just like, oh, this is just so cool how they've managed to do it. And it's just so funny how this wasn't really, like, when was Frankenstein again? It was 1931, like same year. No, it wasn't, was it? I'm, I'm fairly confident it was the same year. Let's have a look. If it was, that's... Oh my god, it was. Right, so what happened to make them suddenly decide to try things? Uh... I don't know. Maybe maybe they felt like they had to. Had to, um... To, to step it up a bit, because I suppose as much as there's something to be said for you don't want to just turn out the same stuff over and over again, you also kind of want to try and surpass yourself, and maybe they just felt we need to... We want to knock it up a notch, or whatever. So maybe they just did. Um, or maybe they didn't think that, you know, this would have been received as well as it was. And that the fact that it was so well received is what gave them the opportunity to, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'd, I'd just be guessing. And they're not particularly amazing guesses, so I don't know. But Frankenstein's better. So Yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot better. And I, I really thought maybe it'd be 10 years later. Because it does seem like it's 10 years later. Just in mm. terms of <laughs> the quality of it. I would have never guessed that. I did kind of think it's a bit suspicious. Yeah, maybe could have been because of the soundtracking thing. Because there's no soundtrack for uh, Frankenstein. I do wonder if maybe we we got lucky with that one by watching it with a uh, a soundtrack the first time. And maybe if I'd yeah. watched that one without one, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Could be, but hey ho, that's Dracula. Anyway, watch it or don't. <laughs> We're not gonna <laughs> test you. It's fine. There's no quizzes here. Um, Except a test of your patience, maybe. But um, speaking of horror films, uh, next week we have uh, horror of a completely different kind for you. Uh, we're watching <laughs> the Broadway recording of Diana the Musical. Um, yeah, so we are letting ourselves in for a whole uh, different direction of things. This will be our second uh, Broadway recording, which we've watched. <laughs> Um, you'd think we'd learn the first time, but no, here we are again, watching another one. 
It's so hard to not see car crash right now. It's so hard to not talk about this being a car crash. If you think this musical is going to be tasteful, well, prepare to be disappointed, <laughs> um, is all I'll say. But I think it's worth coming back and hearing what we have to say about this. Um, I, it's a, file it under, I can't believe this exists, once yeah. again. Just yeah. It's another one of those type things. So Diane and the Musical next week, join us for that usual story follow us on instagram at one of us is bored subscribe to the youtube channel which we swear is still alive it's alive in my head in my in our dreams in our hearts in our hearts and minds it's still with us Uh, but you can go subscribe anyway there's still people watching those shorts so why not join them give us some views Um, (laughs) um and uh yeah oh rate us on itunes if you haven't already because we like those star ratings um five stars preferably but no more no less than that so do that and we'll see you next week bye bye